Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Hey gang, it's Phil Moore. Just a little notice to apologize in advance for the audio quality of my mic, which sounds like stir-fried shit with this particular recording, and half of a few future recording that I've already recorded with Sam. Um, that uh, what happened was the microphone was working fine. It's just that the software we used to capture everything was picking up the webcam audio, which should have been deactivated but wasn't and it's something I don't normally have happen but it was just a screw up with my computer at the time so I hope it doesn't affect your enjoyment of this episode much less the subsequent episode that's coming out which we won't tell you about we'll hope you'll enjoy that one as well it's a little longer and only half of that one was affected so the other half is business as usual most of it is with the regular audio levels so without further ado hope you enjoy this little mini episode and uh, we'll see you guys soon on facebook and other media do you believe i really care i don't think you care at all i care a lot (laughs) i don't i mean seriously i don't know myself what i want to do but i mean do you think when you say you'll give us notice do you think like a week is good. I tell like six I'll give months. you my notice now. Just get, if you find a job, fine. And then uh, if, if I stay here, then I'll get it. The last person you told that to went to the Tonight Show. Uh. <laughs> do your children get upset by that? I have a 14-year-old son. What do you think he thinks about right now? He's but but he's probably upsetting that his mother's ass is in the bedroom. That if the kids if the kids yeah, can friends. I think you're just being absolutely Jewish. Why is that Jewish? That you be go protective. No, I've had this discussion with you people like who are not Jewish. You sound like a nagging mother. Wait a second. Yeah, but this is Eleanor, not... should you have that picture in your room? Your 14-year-old yes, son should look I'm at that. Yes, I'm asking you, is that damaging to a child to see his mother? My children are very well balanced. I don't see them there. I once saw my mother come out of the shower. It traumatized me. Yeah, I can imagine. She, she looks had, like you. She had so- <laughs> oh. Sorry, I had that just that just slipped out. Jewish so looks like you. I can't get, now I see why these guys leave. I know, I understand. I'm exhausted from it all. I understand the point you're making. I'm I exhausted do. from last night. I'm exhausted from this morning. I'm exhausted from general. You didn't even really go out last night. I did. It was a lot. It was just, it, you know, I, I got a wife. She's trying to. You were out for 45 minutes. I was out for 45 minutes and she's like shell shocked from me. I drained the life out of everyone. Oh my God. It's enough. What is the big deal? You are so upset. I don't want to be part of any Hollywood establishment. I don't want to meet Hollywood people. I don't want to have anything to do with them. I had a- My wife wants to go to these parties and stuff. I don't, I'm not interested. Because I'm, I, I'm, I, I drive into Manhattan every day and I listen to it, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour broken. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. Which, you know, I wish you wouldn't write a book, honestly. Oh, stop. I really do. I mean, I'm not really... I mean, it doesn't do me much good. It doesn't do you much She's good. talking about donating most of the... Pro- some of the profits to charity. Well, what the fuck would you do that for? Uh, I... Uh- Welcome, everybody, and this is, believe it or not, our second um, SF mini-sode, SF meaning Sam and Fillmore. Uh, the last one will be out by the time you've already heard this uh, regarding the things.com article that Sam and I performed an autopsy on. Um, and this was an idea with me today, of course, is our 
our our barrister from Arizona. Can I say that? Yeah, I guess, even though <laughs> they don't use barrister much here in the States. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was added a little more uh, effete and a little more, uh, a little more, you know, it's a gold, gold, gold heels and gold teeth. <laughs> well, no, you know what? It, it's actually a little bit appropriate because in England, you know, the the barristers and whatnot, you're, you know, they wear wigs, so this, this flows right into what we're we're talking about. Gary <laughs> had this idea. He messaged me privately. He he's on our uh, he he's, he's my brother on the radio karate show that we do every so often. We're long overdue for a new episode, guys. And he had this idea as he was driving i believe and um he uh, let him talk about it carrie what's the uh, what's the premise for this yeah i was i was driving back from uh from nogales arizona i had a a, a case down there um and in, in, in case nobody knows what a barrister is with fillmore using these arcane words it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an attorney or a lawyer and uh anyway i was driving back and anybody that's ever made that trek from uh, Phoenix to Nogales and Nogales back to Phoenix. It's it's it gets pretty lonely. It's just a a straightaway and, the, and not a whole lot of scenery other than like Tucson. Um, in any event, yeah, I uh, one of the things that I did down there, I'm um, uh, I've got a relationship with a firm in Tucson, and one of the uh, attorneys down there helped me out with a trust that uh, I did with or my wife and I did to kind of um you know take care of our our estate after we both pass away or one of us passes away or or whatever you can come you could really kind of construct them uh however you want and it it got me thinking about wiggy it got me thinking about Howard Stern <laughs> and how once he kicks the bucket or shuffles off this mortal coil what's going to become of his estate, which his marbles, yeah, his marbles, and he, you know, as we all know, you can't take them with you uh, unless he plans on doing some kind of King Tut type situation. <laughs> <laughs> which, which would you? Let's be honest. Would you put it past him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's going to get buried in the Valley of Kings somewhere in a tomb that you know is going to be secret. You know, I yeah, I mean that that that'd be the only way he could conceivably try to take it with them but it looks looks even even the sphinx got a nose job eventually from napoleon <laughs> yeah so, exactly so well here's the, the so basically when carrie and i were discussing this uh, uh from time to from day to day we we he suggested look check out these famous celebrity cases where the estates were held up in by um trustees or um you know there was an issue of i don't know uh paternity or you know, the the family was up in arms and things were tied up in litigation. I just finished uh, reading an article about the existing, the pre, the, the previous judge asking to be recused from the Anna Nicole Smith trial. Because <laughs> I saw that. I saw 17, that quote. 17 years that it's been going on. He said, you guys don't want to settle. It's, it's clear that I'd rather not waste the rest of my life on this. <laughs> yeah, he basically was like, I hate all the lawyers involved. <laughs> You guys won't settle. You won't even talk. This is yeah. yeah, it's torture. Take me off this case. Yeah, can you imagine the judge just throwing down the gauntlet, like "fuck it, get me out of here"? Yeah, and this is this is a this was a federal judge, and you know the you know this this was not you know just some 
justice court down the street. I mean, you know, federal the federal judiciary is very, you know, powerful, very conservative, and for you know, and very kind of you know, uh, you know, kind of start shirt, kind of stiff place, and and for that judge to, to essentially you know go off on that tangent, I was like, man, this guy is sick of it. Well, it, it must you, know, you can imagine what it must be like for him to go that length of time and then realize there's just no this is a black hole of no progress. Nothing's going to happen with this. So for him to do that, it must be horrendous. The case. Well, it really was. I mean, and you know, since we're on that subject about Anna Nicole, and and I don't want to get too far in the legal weeds and yeah. make this you know where people just turn off the podcast or delete sure. it. Yeah, no, but but it, it it okay. So everyone knows Anna Nicole uh, Smith. Kind of her before she got super mega famous, she was a. Um, she grew up in and around Houston, mm-hmm. um, started stripping, and met uh, – the, 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 I think he was 89 years old at the time, or maybe he was 89 when, it, when they uh, met or when he got – which one it was. But his name was uh, – what was it? Marshall? Yeah, Anna Nicole Smith, you were saying, was married to um, uh, J. Howard Marshall. Right, and so when they met, she she was stripping at a at a a, a, a Houston strip bar. He's yeah. in his eighties. Uh, he'd been married a number of times, and he had adult children. That um, <laughs> I think all of them were pretty much older than Anna Nicole. It's and, possible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he they get married. Interestingly enough. He was, she was never in his will, believe mm-hmm. it or not. But, yeah. Yeah, but she made a claim that, you know, oh, no, no, he wanted me to have this. He wanted me to have that. And some, uh, the, the judge in Texas in state court, I think initially was just like, get out of here with that. Mm-hmm. All right. But at the same time, Anna Nicole was living in California. I mean, this gets this where it gets kind of weird and legalistic and just bizarre. Mm-hmm. She she had a what was it a eight hundred fifty thousand um, dollar default judgment that was filed by a housekeeper for sexual harassment. Apparently, her and <laughs> apparently she was sexually harassing this housekeeper, or the housekeeper filed a lawsuit. She never answered it, so okay. It was, defaulted in California court. Okay. Uh, so she had to file bankruptcy. Wow. And the bankruptcy court somehow, probably through her attorneys, got wind that there was this potential claim against Jay Howard's estate. Okay. And so they were thinking that, oh, well, you know what? She's going to be coming into millions. Mm-hmm. So why don't why don't we add that to her bankruptcy? And so, and then, okay, so then we're dealing with two different state courts. It gets elevated to federal court since we're dealing now with controversies in two different states. And mm-hmm. that, set the, that set the stage for 17 years of litigation. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, she, ultimately she lost. I, I think yeah. at one point she won like $44 million dollars. And and they never settled. You know, she should have, in my view, and it's easy to say hindsight being twenty twenty, but th- there had to have been an offer. Uh, you would think 
Yeah, uh, I, would, you know, I would imagine. Look, yeah, look, here's, you know, how about $5 million and go away? Take it. Yeah, take you it. Know? Yeah. yeah. But she ultimately ended up with none of his money. Mm-hmm. And a and a ton of a ton of lawyer bills. I bet Jesus Christ, they must have been like uh, they must have been. She was chum, and they were the sharks. Um, yeah, just like lapping up all the the you know the the corpse. It, and it, I mean, she died. Like her son, she her son predeceased her, so she had no uh, heirs. It, it, you know, well, she had no heir, not related to um, um, J. Howard Marshall. Like that. The um, oh, hold on, hold on for a moment. Uh, J. Howard, okay, J. Howard Marshall III, my God, this is incredible. Yeah, he died. The The son that was bringing the action against uh, Anna Nicole, he ultimately died while the case was pending. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, and then, he, I mean, it, it's so bizarre. He had a younger son that joined Anna Nicole's lawsuit that was, like, on her side because okay. he, had all, he had actually been cut out of J. Howard Marshall's will. I mean, it the case is just. I mean, they'll be studying this in law schools for years. I was going to say, like, if you're the lawyers in, in in the case itself, do you do you ever want it to be settled? Because you're going to be making money. You're going to be making yacht payments off of it forever. Oh man, but that that's that's the problem. That really truly is the problem. I mean, I you know, in 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 cases that I deal with on, on a much smaller level, like on a mm-hmm. say on a personal injury case, okay. once. You know, someone runs into you know uh, someone runs into the back of someone else's car, and uh, you know that they, they get injured. And you know, you're dealing initially. Um, you deal the attorney deals with an adjuster from the insurance company, mm-hmm. and you know you, you try to work it out. And it yeah. generally, the client's in better shape if you work it out with yeah. the adjuster because once you know. But sometimes the adjusters are just unreasonable, and you're like, you know what? Screw you. Yeah. We're going to have to file a lawsuit. But then once it gets to the lawyer that the insurance company hires, they don't they don't they're not really interested in set, in settling. They're yeah. billing. Yeah. They're billing the insurance company. So it's just like, you know, let me file this, let me file that. And it's okay. like uh, yeah. Well, so, well in, let's first uh, address a few things. First of all, his we, on one <laughs> I was just asked Sam this uh we recorded a special episode or half of a special episode on um on uh, yesterday actually and uh, we won't tell people about what that is we will just drop it on you guys with no uh, advance notice um we we were talking about what would you rather have robin's failed tv pilot or a look at the settlement between wiggy and allison and <laughs> she said she had to think about it for a hard moment because you can pretty much guess what's in uh, the the uh, the suit against allison because even though it's sealed she lived with him however many years and they probably had no prenup. Why would they have? And right. he, he had, you know, she would be, she would say I was responsible. I helped make him what he was. So right. she probably got way more than 50% of whatever he earned or even future oh, earnings. Yeah. He probably got a cut of her, of his future earnings for, a, you know, a set amount of time. Yes. And, up to a certain point. And Sirius yeah. wouldn't be part of that. I'm sure. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. And and so that's that's what he was looking for, you know, or, or that's what he used to, you know, every now and then he would really complain about it. All big you know? time. Yeah. 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 So. so so there's that. And then so so we know that the kids are going to be taken care of through Allison anyway, because she must have she, she at the point of their divorce, he was I'm sure he was good for 50 million. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, you yeah. know, by the time things had, had rolled on. Because he was making, he was definitely making millions of dollars up until the divorce. Right, right. So, that, I mean, and, and I wanted to kind of make sure that people understood there, there's a difference. And I'm sure that Wiggy went this route. But there's a difference between a trust and a, and a kind of a will that more people are probably familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in a, a trusts are private. You can, you know, for instance, a trust that I did with, with my wife and I, it's private. So nobody will be able to really get into it. It's, it's written down. Uh, the personal representative will have a copy. The attorney has a copy. And, but it's private. Now, a will, on the other hand, has to be probated at some mm-hmm. point. That, mean, that means it goes to probate court. And that, okay. that's, that's public record. Okay. So, uh, and, th- and now every good trust has what they call a pour-over will, which means, let's say you forget something. You forget mm-hmm. to put, oh, oh, you know, I forgot <laughs> about that condo in Maui that I have. Ashtrays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and so it'll go in there. And then again, if it gets probated, that will be uh, public and you can kind of maybe look at a little bit of it but right. a, a little bit of it hits hits the public but i imagine with as private as 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 wiggy is with the ndas with the everything else that he's ever done it's going to be super secret mm-hmm. and and the only real fallout we're going to get is going to be from whoever gets cut out of that trust because okay. a will like a trust you can you can give the money to whoever you want to, and so okay. whoever gets whoever gets shafted, we're going to find out from the tell all after that. Okay, so that leads me to my next point. So we're going to go. We're going to talk about uh, more salacious cases where kids were cut out of their parents' wills, and the ones I'm we you know we we both just we touched on a couple of them, and then there are other ones that are less sort of, sort of devastating, like the Aaron Spelling, Tori Spelling. I think she had a brother as well that they didn't get. The mother load. The most of it was given to the the mother. Um, I can't remember candy spelling or something. Right. And the reason was the way they rationed. They got something like eight hundred thousand each, which for them is you know chicken feed the kids. And you'd think, wow, what a cheap asshole the father was. But it was it was explained by the mother. They these kids never learned how to spend properly. If we gave them two hundred million, they blow it in a year. So she's had to dole out money to help. Dory spelling because she stole like six thousand dollar birthday parties for her kids and you know go into some <laughs> Tiffany shop and pay sixty thousand in a in a like in a five minutes just just walk out of there with extravagant bullshit. Yeah, but but you know, but that's the I remember when that went when that all went down. And I remember that explanation, and it's mm-hmm. still it's still screwed up in my yeah. view because look, that's one of the beauties about trust. You can structure them however you want. For instance, before me and my wife got married, I had a trust prior to that. And, and you know, uh, and one of the things was my, my son at the time was in college, but he hadn't graduated. He's since graduated. But I had some I had a provision in there that, look, he you know, he gets this amount or he gets this part of the estate immediately and he gets the rest once he once he graduates from and i i made it specific you know like a four year university not right. you know some um you know uh not not one of these you know fly by night uh zoom college. college 
or, yeah. or Trump. No, he can't go to Trump University or you know <laughs> like that. You know, so <laughs> audited. Yeah, exactly. So you could you could have done that if if, if Aaron Spelling wanted to he could have structured that and said look they get this amount of money per year for x amount of years until they yeah. do sure. xyz so that, that that's just bs and then you know and then how long do you think it's going to be you know that candy spelling is not going to be doling out money to them for i bet she's cut them off already maybe i mean there's there's a certain so anyway the the, the other ones we're thinking of was uh, betty uh, betty davis Joan Crawford, Jerry right. Lewis was a huge one because it's more recent. Uh, but David Casty, Brando, Brando cut his kids out of the fucking these remaining kids out of the will, from what we understand. That's why they ended up selling his island, or they're still it's still up for sale. Right. Oh, the one in in Tahiti or whatever. Or yeah, 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 wherever it is exactly. Yeah, and um, I think you're right. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it has been sold. I think there's developers now. Before COVID, they were starting to sell this Marlon Brando Island. Like, go where he, you know, go, go where Jorel spent his waking moments <laughs> eating, you know, yo-yos and whatever. So let's go with the Jim Morrison because you mentioned about Jim Morrison. One that was one of the key ones. Right, right. So Jim Morrison uh, had, believe it or not, had a will. It wasn't very sophisticated. It yeah. was. Uh, you know, just something essentially it looks like he just wrote it down and had witnessed by someone. But he, but he he left everything to his girlfriend at the time. Uh, and then, you know, he dies in Paris. And then a few years later, you know, she was she also had substance abuse issues and she yeah. winds up she winds up dying. Yeah. Neither one of the neither one of them had any children either with each other or by themselves yeah she died she died in test date which means she died without a will that's right trust so so if you if you die if you're single never had any children and you die uh the 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 estate goes up it goes next to your parents mm-hmm. um so uh that's that's where it went it went to her parents so think about that you're jim morrison's mom and dad and sister, I think he had a sister and a brother too, but none of them got anything. I mean, he, well, I think he might have left something. He, he had a provision that about his brother and sister, but the parents, I know for a fact, he specifically cut them out of the will. Well, uh, there's a little article by uh, from this website, heirsandsuccesses.com, and it's just a, a, a you know a, a run, a real quick rundown. He died in 1971, July 2nd, uh, heroin overdose, and his estate was worth 400,000. I mean, let's just it for inflation. It's still not a lot for. It would be worth a lot more later on because of his death, obviously, and because right. of like, likeness rights. So Pamela Corson was his common law wife, actually, not even just girlfriend, because they were, um, I guess. I don't know how the state law worked at that point. Right. Um, so, uh, okay, after he died, his estate was tied up in litigation in probate court. Women came forward claiming that Morrison was the father of their children, which, <laughs> you know, he was a bit of a coxman. It wouldn't surprise me if he left the little junior Morrisons everywhere. Um, other members of the door sued the estate, claiming that they were outstanding. They were due outstanding cash advances that had been paid to Morrison, which might have been true. I mean, he was incredibly irresponsible in that last year where he was in, he was bloated and they barely did anything. And he just drank and was high most of the time. So it says here, in early 1974, the court recognized Corson as Morrison's heir. She died in April 74, 
without a will, as you said. Uh, therefore, under in, in, in I think it says intestacy law. Yeah, basically, she died intestate, so that means okay. The, again, it went up to her parents. Well, this was surprising. Mm-hmm. This was surprising to me. It says uh, his estate comprised a quarter of the Doors' future royalty income, so it was split four ways with the the members, which is pretty amazing. Right. Because, uh, I mean, if you take Jim Morrison away from the doors, they're just playing bar mitzvahs, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so it says, yeah. It says here uh, the rights in Morrison's image passed to her parents. Right. Morrison's parents' litigation for a share of the estate ended several years later in an out-of-court settlement with Morrison's taking half of the royalties and the Corsons controlling rights to manage and control Morrison's image, music, and royalties. So it says okay. at the bottom. Yeah, go ahead. Oh. Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I remember no. I remember us talking about this yeah. when we were when we were initially when <laughs> when I was on that lonely stretch of highway heading <laughs> out of Nogales. That you know, th- this is a case where the lawyers or the parties, you know, at least they realize it's like, look, let's you know, we could tie this up forever. We might totally win. We might totally lose. But you know the only winners are going to be the lawyers who are who are d- billing each of yeah. us for this. Yeah, yeah. Because I really think Morrison's parents, they, I don't know how much of an you know, like I I've been kind of looking through it myself. Like, what arguments were they making? Yeah, you know that he wasn't of sound mind when he made that when he made the decision to cut him out. But I but to Corson's parents' credit, they're like, you know what. We don't want to be have this all tied up in litigation forever. How about this? And they settled. And so, and then, like you said, nobody even really knows what the split is or the term. They settled mm-hmm. things, you know, uh, you know, on a, I guess a friendly enough basis, and they kept it confidential. Yeah, and they said the estate's worth something like eighty million now, which makes perfect sense because his the T-shirts are everywhere. Like he's just he was just became an icon. Yeah, uh, you know that's what happens when you die young. When when you die like David Cassidy did, not so much. Um, so it uh, it says here that he didn't have a very close relationship with his parents. So that makes perfect sense why they wouldn't have been named as uh, beneficiaries. Or his, but his his if he has siblings, it's curious that they didn't. Um, it says here. Uh, where is it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I read I read somewhere that. If Corson would have predeceased him, ah, uh, yes, yeah, that oh, that like, yeah, his yeah, brother, if, and if, if she if she died within three months of the um, his passing, his assets would mm-hmm. pass to his brother and sister. You have to imagine his brother and sister were like, "How do we offer? How do we?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that's an example. And my 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 contention is this: uh, this is my just a, this is based on nothing. I have no legal you know experience whatsoever. Wig is a litigious asshole and has been for years. Whenever he feels that he's been, you know, defamed, he the only time he doesn't is when it's true. Like the stripper, the stripper at scores that he bought a Mercedes for, he bitched and moaned about it, but he never ever sued the New York Post for right, right page six for doing that article. So that means it is true, in my opinion. Well, he went after so many others. Truth is a truth is a defense. Absolutely, to, to defamation. Yeah. So my my thing is he he le- okay and I also asked Sam and I asked Raven for their opinions and I'll tell you theirs as well so because I wanted to just we don't know it's all it's all speculation guys but I figured that amongst the kids Emily gets the least because of that New York Post article <laughs> and 
the fact that she released an album and she's really doing, I mean, she's studying Judaism. She's a rabbi. I, he, she, she would have done that to piss him off. Right. Absolutely. And has also uh, not treated Robin very well. And he's, you know, Robin's closer. She's not close to him, but she's closer to him than his own kids. And uh, she had an issue with Robin. So Emily gets the least. Deborah <laughs> gets the second least because she made him a grandfather. <laughs> How dare she? <laughs> Another and mouth. Ashley, Ashley might get the most because not because she's the baby, but because for a while there she did have some kind of relationship with him and Beth. And uh, in his little childish mind, it's like, well, at least she tried. Right. Um, but um, but other than that, ben, and Beth is going to get probably something like just some payoff to fuck off, you know, like ten million to get out of here. Uh, yeah, but that not, that might not be enough for her. That's why I think. You know, between her and maybe Emily, you know, I could see Emily writing a, you know, Wiggy Dearest novel. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and I mean, it, it seems like she's almost champing at the bit to do so. I so think so. I, yeah, and I, I agree with you. I think I think that he probably would uh, not give her as much as the other two girls. Right. You know, but just just to be a, like, what's what's your what's your feeling now? Let's say, OK, for example, he dies tomorrow. Right. He's talked about how he's changed his will so many times. You know, it probably looks like a, a football, like a like a, a roll call sheet. Like, who, who are we calling up? Like, <laughs> You know, a play, <laughs> a playbook. Right, right. All these X's and, you know, <laughs> all these cross out things. So what happens, do you think, in this instance? Suddenly he just passes away tomorrow. Well. Well, first off, we have to hope that he didn't use the same law firm that uh, helped him with that serious lawsuit. <laughs> you know, the judge is like, "Hey, this, this. I'm sorry, this will is so badly drawn up. I, I'm, I'm throwing it out, and it's going in test state rules from here on out." Yeah. <laughs> the office, the offices of, the offices of failure, incompetence, and malfeasance. <laughs> right, but okay. no, I. I think, you know, like I said, he's probably, I would bet money that it's not, that it, the only will he has is mm. a pour over will that's part of his trust. The trust is super private. Uh, and then it all really depends on how he divvied up the estate. Okay. We know, we know the girls are going to have a cut. We know Beth's going to have a cut and we know that Ralph is going to have a cut. <laughs> That's the key. So it's it's because of Ralph that I came. I figured out we got to talk about Liberace and Jim and and uh, Scott Thorson. Right. <laughs> We're yeah. not saying anything, guys. But yeah. um, Scott Thorson was given all kinds of gifts by Liberace, who of course died in the closet. But you know, he he was in the closet the way Paul Lind was in the closet. Let's face it. And um, and he, if, I think he ended up getting something like ninety five thousand as a palimony settlement. Uh, before, so 1986, Liberace died in 1987, and he was he was left with whatever he was given, which was minks and diamond, you know, rings and stuff like that, maybe some cars, but really not a whole lot of money for 17 years together. Yeah, and he, I don't think he was, I don't believe he was in Liberace's will no. per se. Yeah, no. because they broke up before he passed away. That's right, and supposedly there was a deathbed, you know, they reconciliation and what have you. Um, but and Liberace was worth a fortune for yeah. a, a Vegas performer at that time. Excuse me, incredible amount of money. 
Yeah, so Thorson should have gone in there and grabbed Liberace's hand and had it scrawl across the <laughs> signature page on a on a trust or something. That's the only way you could do it, you know. Okay, so so in this case, like we know, Ralph is the you know the we we presume he's the butt boy, and he knows all the secrets. Is there some kind of? I mean, because the, the the people some some people will bring up. What about? Ralph's relationship with Sam Simon years ago when Sam Simon passed away there was speculation that he left something to Ralph and I'm sorry guys it might sound you know awful but we're we're well, my contention is that Ralph was a butt boy passed between Sam Simon who was in my opinion flaming homo um and he had a series of beards and um John Stamos who is alleged he's kind of alleged that he's a swinger like goes both ways, you know, and Wiggy and Wiggy. And so there was something left in the will for Ralph from Sam, who was also worth shitloads of money. Like Jennifer yeah. Tilly probably got the lion's share, but I'm right. sure Ralph could, was, was taken care of by uh, Sam Simon. So it wasn't the, the, and I think the key here is it wasn't enough for Jennifer Tilly to go public or, or sue Ralph or contest right or the or not necessarily sue Ralph but contest the estate or the the division of the estate right. so maybe so, five, five million let's say or even just right. a million right exactly so it yeah. wasn't enough for her to to do it because like I said these you know you get in the litigation litigation is expensive mm -hmm. and and these battles are tough to fight a lot of times oh, yeah. unless you you know unless you have and and the and the biggest I guess the two biggest parts are um, that the person wasn't of sound mind and body, right. and the other, and they're kind of related, is that uh, someone else had undue influence over the person while they were dying or in, in you know, a, a point when they didn't have all of their faculties. So, oh, so those, are, those are tough to prove. So in this case, how much do you think Wiggy goes out of pocket in 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 death to make sure that Ralph doesn't release anything. And he can't, if Ralph's still around, there's nothing he can do about it anyway. I mean, his estate could, right. Like we talked about the, we're talking about this with the Carson thing. Like when Bushkin released his Carson book, he had no, there was no attorney client privilege because, well, first of all, he had been fired by Johnny decades before, but <laughs> right. then with Johnny's death, that, well, that's another cut to the tie and well, right. he's under no obligation to uh, keep that under wraps. So how much do you figure Wiggy pays Ralph to absolutely keep guarantee his silence? Well, you know, I think it I think it boils down to, you know, like kind of percentages cuz I don't know or or we could talk about how much do you think between the, the the house in Florida, the properties that he has, the bank accounts, the serious stock, how much do you think how much do you think Howard's worth like you said, if he dropped dead tomorrow, mm -hmm. how much is his estate worth? Well, that's, I, I mean, uh, okay. I don't know about the, in terms of equity, uh, I, I have no idea what any of the, I, I know we know the Palm, West Palm mansion was worth, so he paid, whatever they paid was like more than it was worth, I'm sure. But 50 million, <laughs> you never know what you right. get when you sell it, of course. So and, it might, um, it might I, be easier to, to talk about it maybe in percentages, you know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I you know, I say if Ralph gets... Any, I'd say five percent. Okay, five percent of, you know, depending if that's over, let's say two and a half million dollars. 
mm-hmm. that that's probably enough to keep to keep uh, Ralph silent. Or okay. there or there could be like I was telling you earlier about the thing with my son and about what college he gradu- graduated from. There may be almost kind of like an NDA mm-hmm. wrapped up into the trust. Yeah, sure. If that makes sense. You know, like, oh, okay, look, you'll get this amount of money if you keep your mouth shut for this amount of years. Interesting. You know, yeah. Okay, well, um, I would say conservatively, Howard's at least worth $300 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, well, he does, uh, like, Sirius is paying for his, his limo service that we know of, and, you know, they pay for a lot of his, and he's just a cheap bastard and doesn't actually go anywhere and doesn't spend anything. Uh, and, you know, I don't think uh, Beth has control of any of the money, so he can be as frugal as he wants within reason. But and he's got expenses. I mean, you've got these these places you're paying taxes on, but he's got more than enough money to offset taxes, uh, property taxes and what have you. So and, and we know how much his contracts have been. They've claimed he's getting, but we don't know that he's actually making the money that they say he's making. That's the whole point. Sam True. and I were discussing on the, you know, oh, he gets 90 million. I don't believe that. I, I firmly believe he was making, he made, they signed him for a five-year deal plus the tapes for like 100 million total for five years, not for each year. Mm-hmm. Because if his if his audience is really dwindling that much, is, is Sirius really stupid enough to pay for non-existent listeners? And have they him, may, you yeah, know, they, they may be. They may be. I mean, they really seem like a, a very poorly run company. I mean, and I mean, wow. yeah. It's it's just some of the decisions they made. I mean, it, and like you said, if they're if they're giving him, they're paying him that much money when we know nobody's really listening. I mean, that God, nobody I know listen to him <laughs> it's really bad when you get to the point you're talking to people and you talk to people of a certain age like 30s 30 something that you go howard stern and they go who yeah you know exactly you're not even trending as a as an afterthought in people's minds so look, I'm, we're just reading this now from the associated press this is from 1989 after um uh, Betty Davis had passed away, and she wasn't really worth a lot of money as an old, as an old bat. And I love Betty Davis. Actually, <laughs> she was one of my favorite interviews of, of all time. Uh, she left nearly uh, all, most of her one million dollar estate to her son and a close friend, but nothing to her daughters. One of whom wrote about being raised by a hateful mother. So I was a <laughs> and an alcoholic. Girl. Yeah, and an alcoholic. Yeah, right. Really laid out. So she left her daughter BD. Uh, it was Barbara Davis Hyman. Uh, that's so they, she called her BD. That was their nickname, and it was dated 1987. So she in 1985, BD, her daughter, had um, written a book called My Mother's Keeper. Right. It's very similar to Joan Crawford's uh, Christina Crawford, her daughter, writing Mommy Dearest, which became a classic camp movie with <laughs> Faye Dunaway, which you've got to watch if you haven't already, guys. Oh my God, that movie! I, I I have memories of that movie because it was like it, it was on HBO, like on a loop. Oh yes, <laughs> back in the day, and it was and it coincided right around the time when, um, uh, let's see, I was in college, my brother was still in high school, and we were both living at home, and and the cable had just come to our neighborhood. So we must have watched that movie like a million times, and we to this day we could quote dialogue from it. 
<laughs> well, this is uh, the the assistant's name was Catherine Cermak, and three years ago she wrote a book that I just bought because I didn't even know it existed about her ten years uh, at being a secretary and being a you know a confidant of Betty Davis, oh, who right. she said taught her everything, and she got uh, a, a huge chunk of what was left. So um, yeah, I was going to ask he, you how much how much did she get? She well, she it, uh, let's see. She okay, got a pretty nice chunk. Okay, here it says. Um, okay, Davis is uh, the okay. The will did not specify how Margot Merrill, which was Betty Davis' retarded, uh, the uh, adopted daughter, she was diagnosed as mentally retarded at age three right. and has been in special schools and institutions. I don't know how she was taken care of or if she was. Um, it says her adopted son Michael Woodman Merrill of Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, receives about half of the six hundred to six hundred thousand to one million dollar estate. His wife. Shushu, I'm not joking. That's not a typo. His wife Shushu was left clothing. Hope she fit in. <laughs> Hope she fit in my size minus two. Um, Michael and Marco Merrill were adopted when Davis was married to actor Gary Merrill. Catherine Cermak, this is the lady I was mentioning, a friend and secretary right. who lived with Davis in her Los Angeles apartment, gets about half the estate. She was also wow. left cook cookbooks and recipes, a gold charm bracelet, other jewelry, a desk, furniture, and other silverware with the initials BD. Wow. Like right. Yeah, she she did. I, I ran across her an interview with her on the internet. And yeah, that book was just kind of people were saying it was almost too slavish in praise. But look, if I would have got more than half of Betty Davis's estate, I'd have been she'd have been the best thing in the world too. <laughs> I well, mean, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, it says, so a bunch of friends got things like Faye Forbes of Peoria, Peoria, Arizona, daughter of Davis' sister, Barbara Davis Berry, was left six silver condiment holders. <laughs> I mean, they, they really get to petty. <laughs> like, who in Howard's life gets the um, gets the uh, the Gary puppet? You know what I mean? Like, who right. gets the, who gets the, uh, you know, the, the, the brother... What's that thing that uh, that label maker that he used to use? <laughs> Did, so, didn't he? Didn't he claim to have like some kind of? Uh, he was starting like a microphone collection or something like that, or you know, or, or who get, who gets who gets the Iron Man mask that he hated so much? Well, I thought Ralph has that. Oh, does he? Or he has a different one. I have no idea. I can't remember exactly. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's there's no shortage of famous people who claim they're not giving their kids anything. Bill Gates is one of them. He says he's um, he launched Giving Pledge with his wife, Melinda, 2010, which was like a big, huge, which is supposed to be for the billionaires of the, the world to give most of their money away to philanthropic causes. So he's claiming he's not leaving his kids anything. They're going to have to make their way. Simon Cowell's a real dick. It says here, uh, his $300 million is said to be going to a charity that aids kids and dogs rather than a trust fund for little Eric, his son. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's you know, I, I, I get some of it, but, yeah. you know, but when you do that stuff, that's when you invite these tell-all books. So, yes. you know, I, I figure, like you say, okay, let's let's just say for sake of argument that Wiggy's estate, free and clear, is worth $300 million. Sure. Um, I think for Ralph not to go public, he's going to have to. I'm going to revise my figure up. I'd say he's going to have to get at least $10 million to buy his silence. 
I think so too. If he's still alive by then, if he hasn't been taken care of by people with waste management connections. Uh, yeah, but then. yeah, because think about it. I mean, ten million dollars, even living in in New York, uh, New York City, Manhattan, that's still probably enough to guarantee you won't ever have to work again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, and and he doesn't have any kids. He's you know, and how old is Ralph? Ralph's got to be in his forties now, right? He's he's roughly ten years younger, I think. Okay, so he's in his fifties. So, so he's fifth, late fifties, fifty six, fifty seven years old, something like that, which is hard yeah. to believe. Very hard to believe when he's got the the you know the maturity of a of a of a tween. <laughs> you know, he acts like a thirteen year old girl. They work they work perfectly together in that case. Um, yeah. Because I okay, so here I asked. Let's real quick. I, I'll read this because I promised I would. I asked Raven what she thoughts and she what she thought. She says. Here's my take. Uh, I have been thinking about Wiggy Will Manifesto, and I'm having a hard time with it. The Will may have small amounts left to his kids, Ralph, and a little extra for beef, but possibly the estate will be put into 112 Productions or another company that will be used to replay his stuff forever, whether on Sirius or another platform. He may have some plan to torture us forever so that he won't be forgotten. <laughs> he said, I, I think the money will be left to his kids. The money left to his kids will be tied up into a bank account or trust that they can't access for a long time. Inherently, I, be, I agree with her. I think he doesn't want he doesn't want them getting anything just flat out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be structured and have all these provisions in it. You know, God only knows what, but it'll, it'll probably because he's such an egomaniac, it'll all be probably tied into or have some kind of proviso that says, you know, if you ever publish a book, if you ever give an interview that's, you know, negative or whatever, you know, you're immediately cut off. Mm-hmm. I think she says here also, um, Beef may get the Hamptons house and it will be turned into a cat sanctuary where she is doomed to live out her days as an even crazier cat lady, all tax deductible. The other two homes, West Palm Beach and Manhattan Penthouse, will be sold. I uh, I only I think it's the opposite. I think sh- she will get the Manhattan fuck pad and the other place will be sold because they're worth more. Oh, exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. And I and I don't think. Personally, my my view on Beth, I don't even think she likes cats. And no, so, God no, no. So it's just you know that that's just a means to an end. So yeah, as soon as as soon as Wiggy's dead, and she gets like you said the the Manhattan fuck pad, so she can hang out uh, in Manhattan and screw around and and start dating again. What, yeah. Why? Who wants to drive drive all the way out to the Hamptons? You know that's well, not the kind of action she's looking for. Well, the other thing is, when he dies, which whenever that is, I mean, we know for all we know, he stays, he lives till 100, and he outlives Beth, which would really be, you know, (laughs) probably the worst case scenario for Beth. But, you know, when when I married married a cadaver who just won't die, when Um, the the thing is, she's not not like she's going to be, she's not relevant now, what's she going to be relevant like in 15 years from now? No. So she's not going to have any celebrity friends at that point. She'll just be an heiress. Right. Um, like um, Carson's last wife, the widow, she made off with the mother load. Johnny was worth something like a half a billion dollars when 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 Johnny Carson died. He was worth half a billion, but his foundation got something like 156 million right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then the remaining estate, she got I think the most of it, but his two remaining sons also got whatever, like 20 percent each. So they they made off with a good chunk of money too, and you right. never heard right. from them. And exactly. he left. 
he left the running of his empire, like all the tapes to his nephew, Jeff uh, Sotsing, I think. Right, so, right. But, but that's, yeah. the, that's the other part of it, too, though. Like, Wiggy doesn't have a foundation. He doesn't give a crap about any of this stuff. No. He doesn't give a crap about North Shore Animal League. He's no. not going to leave them anything. I no. mean, so... You know, and and you're right. I mean, it, it, just thinking about it, and, and you're right. It's all pure speculation. But I I think the only thing that's going to drive him is is that fear that you know from beyond the grave somebody's going to write a tell all. So yeah. he's got he's got to make the payoffs when he's when he's not here. So okay. you know, it it's you know the daughters or Ralph or whoever. But who knows with Ralph? Maybe, you know, you never know with people. He gets mm-hmm. 10 million. You and I are saying, oh, that's plenty. But maybe it's not. You know, maybe that's- if, yeah, maybe if he finds out that, that uh, Emily gets 25 or 30, you know, he's like, well, what the hell did she do? Why don't yeah. I have that? Yeah. Well, this, this is the whole thing. If 10 million is not enough also to keep him silent, how much would it be enough to keep him silent? And I think inherently because Wig is such a cheap bastard, uh, it would be like more along the lines of a trust for Ralph as well. You're going to get 300 a month in perpetuity or 250,000 a month in perpetuity to keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah, right. And the, yeah, with the proviso in there, unless yes. you, know, you go public or whatever. But then, like I said, there's the tension from the other side. Say he overpays Ralph. And then Emily or Deborah or Ashley are like, wait a minute. Oh. Hold on. Let okay. me tell you what let me tell you what my dad was up to with Ralph. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing. The kids have the inside scoop of what was happening uh during the marriage. And even afterwards, I mean Allison would have told them everything. You can just I, just to be a fly on the wall with Allison telling her two oldest daughters, you want to hear what a shit your fucking father was? <laughs> OK, you, now you can hear it because I was talking about it with um, Raven. Ashley was the only one with Beth because she was still too young to probably be told the full story when they did divorce. So and, they and she was also she was also a minor. So yes. she he was on the hook till she was 18. Yes. Right. So so either way. Uh, and then you, you see her stop going to the Knicks games with, with uh, the skeleton twins when she gets to a certain age. Yeah, okay, maybe she went to one of her nine schools. But um, at that point, um, if you're told the full story and it is his fault, are you really going to want to hang out with your asshole father as much right. as, you know, when you know he doesn't want to be around you, he's doing it because he has to? Right, exactly. So here's my question. Um Shot in the dark. Who releases the first tell-all? Because you know there will be one. Maybe Gary. Really? Maybe, yeah. Because think about all, all that abuse that that horse-tooth jackass has taken over the years. I mean, he's still the guy that I would, you know, if I had money, I I would I would pay almost any amount to like seriously just step into a ring with him with gloves on. <laughs> I mean, I cannot stand Gary, but okay. but there's part of me that thinks about all that abuse and thinks about you know I, I don't know may, maybe deep down underneath he he's not a he's really not a bad guy I mean he you know seems like a pretty good dad to his boys and, and all that I you know I don't I don't know about his marriage and all the 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 Guma and. Yeah. L.A. and all that stuff. Right. But, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, honestly, I mean, they say all this stuff about wanting to punch him. But, um, you know, underneath, I think he's a pretty decent guy. And he probably, you know, but he made a deal with the devil. Oh, you sure. know what I mean? Like, 
he sold his soul, he sold his dignity for mm-hmm. all those years to be the butt of the joke. And I mean, he is a clown and, and, and an incompetent boob. But with that being said, you know, there's there's probably there's probably some underni- underlying like simmering simian hatred going on <laughs> that that you know that that once that once Wiggy's there that he's no longer there that, that, you know there's nothing he could do he's unleashed like yeah. King Kong you know yeah. and and uh, <laughs> you know and maybe he does maybe he writes that book you know <laughs> he's Cornelius unleashed all right well <laughs> let, let's figure this let's figure this out also because Robin who she says she's cancer free, but you with with certain types of cancer, you're always in going into remission and it's coming back. So I'm sure she's back on chemo to have you. And you know you wish we're not we're not gonna be like that wishing cancer on people. But let's say right. she's only got a year left, right? And she's right. you know, mm-hmm. do you think do you think she's gotta tell all up her sleeve waiting to be released released posthumously as like a last minute like fuck you in death? No, 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 not at all. I don't I don't think so. I really, really don't. I think she's got so much going on. And I agree with you 100%, you know, and, and I've seen it, you know, both, both of my, I've seen it really up close with cancer. I mean, it, it's, it, nobody's cancer free. I remember when, when they were saying, you know, oh yeah, I'm cured of cancer. It's like, what are you talking about? You know, so I, there's no way she, there's no way she outlives Wiggy. And even if she were to die beforehand, I, I don't see a tell all coming out. You know, I, I think I think that I think that if there was one in the wings that uh, Wiggy would unleash his team of incompetent attorneys that uh, even even through their incompetence would probably be competent enough to tie the book up for yeah. for long enough, you know, long enough where people either forget about it or he pays them off or whatever. I, it goes away. So I, I don't think it comes from her. I, I think. To me, and Gary, the reason I, th- I think Gary too is Gary knows where the where the bodies are buried. He's close okay. enough to them. But like I said, I I also think underneath all that, underneath all of that, uh, you know, ass kissery and all that stuff, I really think he kind of, I think he underlying it all that he hates he hates Howard. Oh, for sure. And I think they all, I think they all, yeah. Do. And and he and he knows enough to do a really really interesting tell all that people would buy. Uh, I don't know. Based on reading, they call me Baba Booey. I, I might just assign a ghostwriter to it. Maybe <laughs> maybe Chauncey. <laughs> um, but here's the thing: in my, I see it from two ways. The, the two ones he really has to worry about are Emily and Ralph, not Beth, because. Emily takes care of the very early years and she could tell you what it was like in the house. People right. seem to think that, you know, kids are young and at a certain age, they don't remember things. Bullshit. Any kid right. growing up in a, in a household where the parents fought, they remember it like it was yesterday. They can't verbalize it when they're that age, but later on they, they'll tell you what they felt and they'll tell you what they saw. And they, they, it's like a steel trap. They don't forget that crap. So God only knows what Emily saw in that household with him being such a domineering, passive aggressive pussy asshole and mm-hmm. being a cheap, like a tightwad and not having anything to do with them. <laughs> locking, locking her and Allison out in the Bronx while he could be safe in a limo while they had to take a piss in a portable body chair. <laughs> I mean, the stories you hear over the years, he's an, an inhuman asshole. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if he donated it all to charity 
or just made it so that it was almost impossible for the kids to get any money whatsoever. See, but I, I don't see that because what charity would he donate it to? He doesn't care about anything or anybody. Is he going to well, give it to Israel? <laughs> he's a friend of Israel. Um, <laughs> he used to love that Gary Garver question. He'd ask celebs, are you a friend of Israel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's he going to do, donate it to a kibbutz out there? I don't you know. know. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe to the uh, feral hair company he'll donate it to some plug company i don't know so it's 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 fascinating though because if you look at all of the uh, the famous the the over in history jerry lewis was the one we just mentioned early on he had six boys from his first marriage they none of that one of them passed away from a drug overdose but he deliberately left them nothing in the will and their heirs purposely why uh, one of them went to court to get money for his mother, who was left with nothing when he got when they got divorced. Like apparently, uh, she was going to be homeless, and he said, "I had to sue my father to get my mother something." That was the one that was. I think he, um, she was a former like Las Vegas showgirl or something like that. Something right? like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he went on the Dick Cavett show in the like early seventies and claimed all of his kids were loved, you know, loved and, and you know this and that. And he went on. This guy years later said, "This kid said we when when we heard a buzzer in our house, it meant Dad was home. We all scattered." <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty scathing indictment of a guy who I actually think is a genius, but he must, I'm sure he was an, an asshole of a father. There's no question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just his treatment of just regular people and people, people in his own profession. I mean, man, the, the stories about the assholeness of, of Jerry Lewis are legendary. Legendary. Than, yeah. Other than like Gilbert Gottfried, who always has that one rib. He goes, oh, he was always nice to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the one well dice writes about meeting him in the book he was he was set to do like a the remake a remake of the nutty professor because he mm. used to do that in his act early on his stand-up he just became become travolta from greece from greece uh but starting out as the nutty professor and he met jerry and it was a little contentious at first because his opening thing to jerry lewis was something like listen I, i've heard over the years you know you can be a little prickly with people and uh, i understand i you know i don't i don't care about any of that <laughs> it, already starting off on a bad foot with jerry lewis who would get like a little baby indignant like what do you mean you know was Truffaut hard to deal with was uh, you know all these legendary filmmakers was was Fellini hard to deal with <laughs> so anyway so Dice met with Jerry and they were going to do a remake that Eddie Murphy ended up doing which I never saw I, I would not even want to bother seeing it but apparently it was all right yeah it wasn't bad but nothing tops the original that was just no. That was just a masterpiece. No, no, yeah. no. It was it was okay. I mean, I it was a, I enjoyed it back then. But yeah. I my wife had it on the not too long ago. It came you know came on uh, cable or whatever, and yeah. I, I couldn't get through like ten minutes of it. But I mean, it was okay the first time, but that <laughs> that was it. It's not made for repeat viewings. No, not really. So in your okay, so let's let's say um, let's go the opposite route. What what would be a mitigating factor in something like he's got the will he's he talked about it so I'm sure he's updating the will constantly Wiggy, what mm -hmm. would be something to tie up or conflict the reading of the will like let's say a, a secret love child that may exist between <laughs> him and Beth, uh, what would be something what would be a monkey wrench in the cogs for example 
yeah, it it would be something like that, like other heirs that um, you know no one knew about or that have come to fore. I mean, you right. saw that people. Oh my God, when Prince died, yeah, you know how many people were. Oh no, no, I'm his son and I'm his yeah. daughter. Blah blah yeah. blah. Right. Yeah, so yeah, but I really don't see that with 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 Wiggy. I mean, you know, I, he doesn't seem that interested in females anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't see it. I don't. Ironically see it. I, enough, he produced three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, un- unbelievably, you know, yeah. the, his but, next <laughs> <laughs> repeated three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, you know, like I said said previously you know the a monkey wrench would be that someone had undue influence over him wow. while he was you know sick before he passed away whether wow. that maybe someone argues that that was beth or that it was ralph or it was whoever some other svengali that shows up on the scene like mm-hmm. maybe marcy turk that you know what yeah. that's a name that we haven't thought of i bet you she gets a chunk of the estate i bet really? you she yeah, yeah. I mean, she's the one that. What did you? What did he? What did he say about her? She saved his life. Changed, changed my life. Changed my life. You know. Yeah. Maybe he leaves some of it to that that cult that she's in. That getting things done. Who knows? You know. The but David Allen. Well, right, right. But but yeah. You know what? I bet you. I bet you she gets a chunk. I bet you she does. Unless sure. her. Oh. Unless I don't know. You guys have seen seem to be more up to date with with modern day wiggy do you think her influence has waned any my contention was that um and this i i don't think we talked about it on any of the episodes that we've recorded thus far but he goes through so many fads of his own like photography you know karate yeah. grilling chess yeah. <laughs> you know red meat um and it, why would it be any different with these cults that he's involved he says he still does tm i think he just sleeps on a fucking you know couch in his office when he needs to and there's no meditating going on i think it's bullshit i think he couldn't do it properly he needed a tm tutor with getting things done he's also an idiot and i think if if the right person spoke to him and that would be according to the reddit mole a serious problem don buckwald knew nothing about the marcy turk stuff going on if your agent if your super agent of decades doesn't know about this doesn't know about this grifter then what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like what else could go wrong? I think if he see, if someone gets in his ear, in his ear and says, look what she did to your fucking legacy. Look what she did. If that penetrates, I don't, I think he's at a sort of a level of a false self of narcissism that he thinks his legacy is intact because of her. So she might get something. You're right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it all depends. Like you said, if he, if he jumps off the GTD train, you know, before it invariably hits the wall, maybe, maybe, yeah. but, but as it stands right now, I think that she's probably in line to get some money. But again, it, it all, it, there's so many, the more Very people you add, the more people, yeah, the more, but the more people you add, the more it, it, it's a juggling act, Yeah, you know, who gets pissed off at the percentages or the dollar amounts that are shelled out, yep. you know, but I, I definitely think that there will be a Wiggy Dearest book from somebody. I'm because, sure. Because I, I, you know, like we were talking about Gary or, Fre- you know, I don't. I bet you Gary or Fred are not taken care of in the will. We nope. know, we know that, you know, I mean, we're all predis- presupposing 
that Robin's not going to make it very much longer. So, I, you know, I, I would bet everything I own that he doesn't give a dime to any of her heirs, which would what, be her nephew her or nephew. brother or something. Yeah. Well, the, I asked Sam, so I, if not, I didn't want to forget what she had to say. Most of what she had to say kind of dovetails in with what we've said so far, but she believes that Ellen will be cut out of the will completely because he's pissed off his parents left Ellen the house. <laughs> his sister, Ellen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, wow. So, so she says, the lawyer will drop a trust, same as we've discussed. Ralph will be getting the most, more than Beth. Mm-hmm. To keep him silent, Beth will get a bit, and uh, Beth will get a bit. Kids will get a monthly allowance, so it's pretty. That, that was pretty much her her take on it. Um, but I, I would be fascinated if the Howard TV's guys got together and did a, you know, Wiggy Dearest or um, uh, like Stuttering John's already released it, and this is one of the things when we broke off and did our own thing and made QF that you you recommended, and we're still going to get this done. I, I just don't know exactly when the rise and fall of Stuttering John. And his book is going to be a jumping point because there's a lot of it that's nonsense and it's so poorly written and there's so many typos. I hate buying a book and fucking correcting it, (laughs) paying to correct it. So, um, but he's the only one that's released something remotely tell-all-ish right? in in the details. He just says it so poorly. Um, Jackie's book, I haven't read. I had the audio book, but he just parrots the same talking points again and again. Uh, wanting to get back after 9-11. The lawyers didn't, you know, they didn't get back to me in a proper fashion, whatever. The, Jackie's Jackie's book is almost useless because he tells you about his upbringing and no one cares. No one they're wants all, to know about that. I think they're both, Jackie and Stuttering John, they know how litigious Howard is. And yep. so, you know, they had to screen that book probably a million times before it even got published. And, uh, you know, and, and then, so they're pulling the reins back on that in a big way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once once he's gone, you know, hey, maybe there's a book in there from Ellen. Think about it. I mean, she yeah. could talk about the early days and the puppet shows and the, you know, circle jerks that her brother was doing <laughs> and all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, it might be some interesting reading. You know, maybe about the, the, the kids of Wellmet getting together and writing a book about this closet. <laughs> yeah. You know, the 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 Playboy subscription and why that was necessary. I mean, who yeah. does, whose mom does that? <laughs> that was the funniest. That was the, whenever when you used to hear that, I go, even at that era. Okay. My, my I'm a, a way younger than him by, you know, several decades, but at least a couple decades, my, you hid Playboys. You hid Playboys. They were in the they were in the woods. We actually had porn in the woods, like so so many guys growing up. There was there was a couple locations in town where you get these maggot ridden, like fucking soggy, you know, you know, Beaver Hunt and all these magazines that, um, you know, were passed down from generation to generation. Just go to this tree, and that's where they are. And um, but I mean, to say that your parents got it for you, your mother got it for you, no way. I I think they thought he was a complete complete finok. And said, yeah. "We gotta, we gotta get this for him. <laughs> Put him on the straight and narrow, so to speak." You know that that's so funny how universal that is about you know guys our age like finding porn mags. Because yeah. I have a similar situation, but instead of the woods, it was the desert. We'd be riding wow. our our bikes through the desert, and and I think what would happen is you know these married guys, and and you know this is all. For, for the kids listening, this is all before the internet yeah. and, and all of that stuff. So, you know, these married guys would stop off at a Circle K or 7-Eleven and buy like a porno mag and look at it. And then before they get home, they chuck it out the window. At the window, yeah. 
Yeah, th- you know, in the desert area that that was surrounded where where I grew up. So we'd be riding our bikes, and it was like finding a mother load if we could find like a, a hustler or a penthouse. It was like, oh, this is gold. This is gold. <laughs> well, would it would it strike you like would you see it immediately if you were yeah, driving? Yeah. Yeah, you would see, and you'd see like the pages maybe the page. fluttering, <laughs> the fold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd see the pages fluttering, like all right, you know, yeah, centerfold. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's I. I think I think we got most of the points uh, settled, and this was meant to be a Halloween um, bonus, guys. So this will be released during the during a week. We've got um, uh, one already made, and this one's going to be following that up. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we? Uh, do you think we got it all? sorted out i don't want to leave any stone unturned legally <laughs> you know the only the only other kind of story we, we we talked about it uh some and we we you know we brought it up a couple of times just in conversation and i think it's something that most people are familiar with uh is is the joan crawford issue yeah, yeah. um there there's a I, I would recommend it i um you you could just do a search for it in youtube but there's an excellent uh, documentary on that specifically goes into the will that um, Joan left and how she cut out Christina and the the other son Christopher. Christopher, yeah, right, and and that's what prompted the writing of the book. What a lot of people don't realize, and they didn't they they didn't talk about it in the movie Mommy Dearest at all, was mm-hmm. there was another set of kids. There yes. there were she adopted a set of twins. And they got a nice chunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the thing I liked about that documentary, they went into it, uh, and the twins got m- the money. One of them, like, essentially spent it all up and filed bankruptcy. And, and the other, like, kind of tragically died relatively young. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was pretty, kind of a sad story, really, all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think Christopher died um, – kind of a broken person. I think he went to Vietnam and he was, he was a little bit troubled, but yeah, it's pretty, the, the whole situation was pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but she really, she shafted those two older kids. Well, I mean, it, it, I think in the will, they said something like, uh, Christina and Christopher are excluded from the will for reasons. They well they, they fully well they, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, hold on. No. Let me see if I can find this one. I, I, I just, um, uh, okay, Burt Reynolds when he passed away. I was curious about his, his story because he, um, before he died, I think even the year he died, they were auctioning off all the crap in his house, including the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. Um, it was it was incredible the the auction that went on because my buddy and I were huge Burt Reynolds fans, and we were wow. following this. So he and Lonnie Anderson had in, uh, adopted a kid, Quentin, and I, I think one of them couldn't have kids or they decided to, I don't know. She probably didn't want to get pregnant period. And she said, I'm not fucking my figure up for a kid. She's just a, you know, gold digging, you know, narcissistic bitch, but either way, and Bert was not, I'm sure Bert was not any fucking boy scout with the women he dated. If you, he was, he could be prickly. So at any rate, it says it excludes his only son and names, uh, names uh, his niece Nancy Lee Brown uh, Nancy Lee Brown Hess hopefully no relation to Rudolph the trustee for his estate and it says here uh, according to TMZ Quentin 30 was left out of the will because Reynolds created a trust for him several years ago and the money from that trust goes to his son the move is usually done to avoid estate 
estate taxes. taxes. It appears all that Smokey and the Bandit star assets were put in the trust. So, uh, yeah, so that uh, he got some somebody. There was an auction. He, I think he was having major financial trouble because he had legendary problems with spending. Mm. And after Lonnie Anderson, it got worse. And even though he was making evening shade money, um, it wasn't the movie money that he was making. Right. And so, he, he and he tried to work. I mean, he was working yeah. all the way up until he, he got really sick. So so it sounds like his son did get taken care of. I think so. Just, yeah, and, and you know what that might have been that might have been poor reporting from TMZ or them not understanding the difference between a will and a trust. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and maybe all that was probated was well all that was probated was the pour over will. And they, they might they might have really yeah, I think they missed the ball on that one. I think the son was probably taken care of. It says also later in the article, uh, further down in the article, that there would have been a conflict of interest if he'd been named the the trustee of his own. Right. Yeah. So it was done to avoid any kind of uh, I don't know legal impropriety. Issues. Impropriety. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. So. Yeah, because you're you're not supposed to name somebody that's you're not supposed to name essentially a beneficiary uh, as the person that's going to divvy up the property. That's right. And so if you want to go on with like people real quickly, if you want to go on to people who fucking made out, even though they had nothing to do with the person at the time of death was Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Presley had already divorced uh, Elvis. They'd already been divorced by the time he died, but she took over the estate and she kept deferring the, the time with, with which um, uh, Lisa Marie could inherit it. Like she was basically, she was supposed to happen when she was 18. Didn't happen. It got deferred to like a board of trustees to take care of stuff. Athena Roussel, also the um, uh, Christina Onassis's daughter, mm-hmm. who would have been like the the richest kid in the world at some point, richest heiress in the world whenever she got it. She did eventually get it, but that was another uh, long protracted thing because her dad was claiming a piece of it, even though he wasn't married to her at the time, Christina Onassis at the time. Well, didn't and and wasn't didn't um, there was something about Jackie Kennedy that got mm-hmm. she got cut out of Aristotle's money. I mean, obviously they got divorced before he died, yeah. but she there there was a payoff there. Yeah, Christina paid her off. I read her autobiography in Greek. Actually, it was fascinating, and um, and she just said, "Look here, take whatever. Here's fifty million. Get out of his fucking life." Don't ever bother us again. <laughs> Something like that. I can't remember the figure, but it was a round, nice chunk. Because Jackie O was, a, a, she was also a, uh, and I'm sure she had to deal with a lot of crap with her with the Kennedys anyway. So she turned into a real shrew by the end. But yeah, uh, but but you know that's that, that's kind of funny because she went into the marriage getting paid and left getting getting a check. Okay. She, she was. She made out going in and coming going out, going away. She was a true OG, <laughs> <laughs> Jackie OG. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to see if I can get a, a Photoshop of that uh, Onassis's funeral because she's walking hand in hand with Christine Onassis with sunglasses on, and she's beaming, <laughs> counting the dollar signs. If you could see little, you know, if you if you shut your eyes really tight or you get in pain, suddenly you see 
uh, gold sparks fly in the darkness. Right. Like it, you just probably see dollar signs flying in her <laughs> if you could picture them. Anyway, um, thanks so much for suggesting this one. I know we don't generally do speculative episodes, guys, that are pure speculation. They're usually based on some audio clips or some um, uh, press clips or what have you. But uh, in this case, we decided to make an exception because I thought it would be fascinating for some. So, Kerry, thank you for suggesting it, and thank you for uh, participating, sir. All right. Hey, I'm, I'm headed to. Uh, I'll be headed to Nogales again next month. So if if if, if something strikes me, uh, look look forward to that call. <laughs> if you see any um, Kathy Jones uh, porno mags, like fifty plus or something, <laughs> whack it up with you. <laughs> yeah, if I if I see some pages fluttering, I'm gonna just pull off the side of the road. Grab it. These days, it might be <laughs> USB sticks or like flash drives or DVDs. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a little harder hard spot. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks so much, and we'll uh, guys. We'll catch you on the the next episode uh, coming up. I won't uh, plug the next one because I'm not sure exactly when this one will air. But uh, most definitely, you'll be getting into the uh, second and third episodes of Fifteen Foundation by the time this is out. So, from uh, me and Carrie, thank you guys. Take care. All right. Goodbye, guys. Okay? And I'm going to fly out there next week, and I'm going to straighten your ass out. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that you really get it. I'm going to make sure that you know what a rude, thoughtless little pig you really are. Do you understand? You're a rude, thoughtless pig. So be ready on Friday the 20th, because I'm coming out there. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to turn around. I'm going to fly right back home. <laughs> you are a rude, thoughtless pig.